Just when you thought things couldn't get worse for the Memphis Grizzlies in terms of the injury bug, they most certainly have. Desmond Bain is out for at least the short term. I'm sure uh, DeMichael Cole will give us an update on that on this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. Plus, it's Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We'll talk about the significance of that day in Memphis. Draymond Green is reportedly going to return for the Golden State Warriors in FedEx Forum today. It's going to be an interesting day. Let's break it all down here on Lockdown Grizzlies. Lock in with us. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm doing my best to make sure this isn't a mopey Monday edition of Locked on Grizzlies. But given the way that the weekend played out, given how Desmond Bain's injury could dampen the spirits even further uh, for Grizzlies fans, it's hard to be too excited these days about Grizzlies basketball. But as I told Jackson Gatlin uh, over on Locked on NBA, I did a segment for them today as well. You know, I I was around for the 2015-2016 Memphis Grizzlies. I covered this team when it was Birdman and Alex Stevenson. I want you to be honest in the comments and tell me if you even know who Alex Stevenson is. Because you probably don't. But you know who does? I do. Because I covered the Memphis Grizzlies uh, during the hateful eight years when there was 28 guys that logged minutes. And that was the record until the Rockets broke it a few years later during the COVID run after the James Harden trade. But anyway, I digress. Welcome to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, one of your hosts of this show, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. He's got lots of good info for us. We'll talk about that here next on the show. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Here at Locked On Grizzlies, we are proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. Check us out on YouTube. Anywhere that you get this show, we appreciate you joining us each and every day. Hopefully, uh, if you're an everydayer, shout out to you. Shout us out in the comments, maybe. Let us know where you check out the show from. We'd love to interact with you. If this is your first time checking us out because of the national holiday here, we appreciate that as well. Hopefully, you'll make DeMichael and I a part of your Grizzlies and NBA content consumption moving forward. Uh, But before we get into NBA content, DeMichael, partner, I feel like I have to address, if you're on YouTube, you can see it. If you're listening, uh, DeMichael is wearing Packer green. Uh, He is a big Green Bay Packers fan. And as a Washington Commanders fan, I just have to stress how much I appreciate the Green Bay Packers today for eliminating the frauds that are the Dallas Cowboys from the NFL playoffs. So thank you for your service to Michael Cole. Well, look, okay, we can call them frauds. I was like, we, I know we got some Grizzlies fans out there. That, They're that postseason support. frauds. They, they postseason support season frauds. They support that team in Dallas. But all I'll say is, look, people talk to me all week long. Oh, the Cowboys are finally going to mm-hmm. get you this year. You don't got Aaron Rodgers to save the day anymore. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers now in AT&T Stadium, that's known as Jerry's World. I'll get to that in a second. The Packers are 6-0. In AT&T Stadium, they've won three regular season games there. They've won two playoff games against the Dallas Cowboys there. And they've won a Super Bowl in AT&T Stadium. 
I hereby on Locked On Grizzlies announce that stadium <laughs> is no longer Jerry World's, baby. That is the Packers world. Packers world. I like that to Michael Cole. And you know what? Again, I'm a Commanders fan, so I'm just happy that we have competent people actually running the organization now. It's just nice to not hate, love my favorite football team anymore. But this is Locked On Grizzlies, not Locked On Packers or Locked On Commanders. You should definitely check out those shows as well, by the way. Locked On Podcast Network is great for that. Uh, but it was a rough weekend for the Grizzlies in a variety of ways. Tough losses yeah. to two very good teams, the Clippers and the Knicks. Uh, tough losses in terms of injury, Desmond Bain rolling his ankle. So, DeMichael, you were there in the flesh watching it all unfold in Memphis. Uh, maybe some takeaways from the weekend for you. Maybe an update on Desmond Bain if you have it. Whatever you're able to share about what was a difficult stretch of basketball for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I don't think you're exaggerating. It, it was a tough weekend. I will say this, though. Because uh, I want to make sure, because we're going to probably pound on them a little bit here. But uh, the players that did play, I don't think from an energy perspective, an effort perspective, uh, what you saw this weekend was all good. You, you know, uh, at no nothing point, embarrassing on that front. I agree nothing, completely. Nothing embarrassing. Uh, the, the guys played hard. They, they were competitive in both games, you know, against good teams. And it, in that Knicks game, David Roddy is your 6'4", and he's your backup center. You know, you don't have Jaron, you don't have Santi, you already released, you know, uh, Kenneth Lofton Jr. and Bismack Biombo. Steven Adams and Brandon Clark are hurt. So you got David Roddy as your backup center against Isaiah Hartenstein, who's playing 40-plus minutes for the Knicks. So uh, the odds were kind of stacked up against you from that perspective. The Clippers have been one of the best teams in the NBA, and you're talking about no Dez, and, and you know, Dez gets hurt early in that game. And speaking of Desmond Bain, uh, that, that's where things get a little bit ugly because – you kind of say, okay, well, the Grizzlies got Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. to kind of carry them through this stretch. But uh, the Grizzlies haven't said anything. But I, I think Des is going to be out for a little bit. Uh, you know, he I saw him during the game, during the Grizzlies game over the weekend against the Knicks, and he was on crutches, and he also had a boot, you know, on his left foot, Joe. So he, he's in a yeah, boot. Yeah, crutches right and a boot is no good. That's no bueno. It, it, it's, it's no good. And um, I think you're looking – I mean – We'll, we'll get, I'm sure, a stronger update here sometime soon. But I, I don't expect him to play this week at least. And uh, it sounds like he's going to be out for the foreseeable future. So you're talking about you're already without Ja. Uh, you're already without Marcus Smart. Now uh, you can add Desmond Bain to the growing list, which creates opportunity. You know, Gigi Jackson, 20 points, uh, first extended playing time for him. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we're going to talk more about him you know, as we – We'll have a couple days uh, in between games this week, so we'll talk more about Gigi Jackson, what he's bringing to the table. But that stood out to me more than anything. Uh, these young guys, they're going to get a lot of opportunity. Uh, I think the way that I phrased it to you uh, last time is like the rest of twenty twenty of the 2023-24 season is like a trial period uh, going into next season. This is an evaluation period, and now the young guys who are all, I think me and you can agree, most of these guys are on the roster bubble. Uh, this is a chance to elevate yourself into, you know, a position of comfort going into the next season or the Grizzlies to get clarity and say, OK, yeah, he's not going to be here. For me, if your name is not John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. or Vince Williams Jr., I think we need to add him into that mix now after signing that new contract extension. If you're yeah. not one of those four guys, uh, you are very much in trained conversations. You know, I talked with Jackson on Locked on NBA. I think I talked about that earlier in the show. Yeah. And he asked, you know, what trade possibilities are there for the Grizzlies? In theory, there's a lot. But aside from Marcus Smart, who's currently injured and out for the next month at least, more than a month at least, uh, seems unlikely he gets traded now. 
Luke Kennard has a team option that could be attractive to a team that's dealing with tax issues, but I don't know how much value he has. It almost benefits the Grizzlies just kind of stay the course and, again, do that tryout period, that trial run of getting these guys reps to see who belongs long-term in Memphis as money gets tighter and the luxury tax becomes more and more of a reality. And you're exactly right to Michael. We can talk more about Gigi Jackson, the trade concept, all those sorts of things uh, later on this week, because there is, I believe two days between the Martin Luther King day game against the Warriors, which we'll talk about later on in the show. And I think they play the Timberwolves on Thursday. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. See, I, I know my stuff. Um, but, but we have a couple of days off, right? So we can talk about some more of those specific kinds of things. Gigi Jackson's a huge positive seeing him play more because he hasn't played as much, right? Because he's yeah, been he with the hustle. Uh, I think he almost perfectly hits the 50-game marker the remainder of the season, give or take a couple of games. So maybe he's done in South Haven for the year. Uh, it, it's a chance to see what these guys can do. You hear more and more draft nicks and draft experts saying if Gigi Jackson was in this draft class, he'd be a top five pick. And that directly leads us to what do they do with their eventual uh, lottery selection in the 2024 NBA draft, wherever it falls. But there's more time to talk about that. Uh, Before we move on in the show to Michael, I want to build upon what you said with the effort thing. And for me, again, I've covered this team when they're really bad, like really, really bad before they redid the lottery odds and they earned (laughs) the number four overall pick and got Jaron Jackson Jr. back in 2018. I followed this team. I covered them closely. I remember watching really bad basketball. As long as the effort is there, you can appreciate the context of where they are. And I think that matters. If you start to see effort waning, if Taylor Jenkins doesn't have them prepared, if they're going out there and they're just not giving you what they should give you as professionals that are trying to keep their jobs, right? I think that as long as you see that, you can deal with the losing. Because again, at this stage for the organization, losing, you could argue, is better than winning. For the team, the players, the coaches, they'll never lose on purpose. They want to win. And you'll see them continue to fight and compete. And that is my goal, is to continue to see that. As long as I see that, I'm good with uh, what's going to happen in Memphis over the next several months. But, Michael, what's going to happen in Memphis today is my personal favorite day of the NBA calendar. It's the Martin Luther King Day game. It's the symposium. There's so many events that the Memphis Grizzlies organization puts on around this day. I wanted to make sure that we gave that its flowers before we get into the game itself. And we're going to talk about that next here on Locked on Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical. We come to sports as an escape from the craziness of day-to-day life. But we have to talk for a minute about preparing for those realities. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of a terrible time of year to get sick. It's freezing cold in Memphis and elsewhere. There's snow all over the place. This is scary stuff. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than losing a loved one, having somebody close to me get sick, and not being able to provide for them what they need because of a supply chain issue. But thankfully, we're going to be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like UTIs, respiratory infections, and so much more. It can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will come dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. When we come back here on Locked On Grizzlies, the significance of Martin Luther King Day in Memphis and for the Grizzlies. Stick with us. 
Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by DeMichael Cole, my co-host. He is of the commercial appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee, Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. He'll be in the house tonight, uh, I guess technically this evening, maybe not night, yeah, as the Grizzlies it. take on the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I know. and it, It's yeah. it's going to be interesting travel. So hopefully yeah. folks are able to get yeah. there. And like, it's a decent amount of snow, right? Like around four inches or so. Uh, it's, it, I mean, it, that, that's yeah. a lot of snow for Memphis, Tennessee. It's a lot of snow for Memphis, and last night it was it got a little rough. So, uh, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully people are safe. Yeah, everyone coming to the game, be safe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, leave in plenty extra time to allow yourself to to drive. You know, half yeah. the speed limit if you have to uh, to right. be safe to get to this game. And it's an important game to be at, not just because it's on national television, and not just because it's the Golden State Warriors. You know, something that really grinds my gears to Michael, and I want to stress this. The, the idea that this is a game that shouldn't be on national television because the that, Warriors are not particularly good right now. The Grizzlies are really bad. The Atlanta Hawks are the Atlanta Hawks. You know, people will point out, this why, is bigger are, these, than that. why yeah. are these teams playing on this day? Well, this isn't Christmas, right? This isn't the top 10 teams in the, in the league, yeah. the biggest stars. This is a day that I think if you talk to the players about it, I know you have talked to at least one yeah. about it to Michael uh, mm-hmm. that in an article on the Commercial Appeal. You know, this day means more to these guys because of who it honors, because of the events like the symposium that go on around the day. The Memphis Grizzlies do a phenomenal job with the day of service idea and the day of education idea. Uh, It is a more important day in terms of the NBA calendar than most, if not the Christmas Day calendar itself, not because of the monetary aspect of it, but because of the fact that these guys are so passionate about the message of Dr. King and what he stood for and what he means to them even now today, you know, decades after his assassination, which for those of you that don't know, in Memphis, Tennessee, a very significant place uh, in the life of Dr. King, which is why the Grizzlies host this event every year. Yeah, I mean, this is this is as big as it gets, Joe, and I think that's no exaggeration because the NBA as a whole, we talk about the NBA, the NBA is big on, you know, uh, it, it's, there's an education system, I think, to the NBA, education on the things that are bigger uh, than sport. And this is one of those days that really highlights that because it's not just basketball game. But I'm sure you're going to talk about the symposium that takes place uh, before the game. And uh, last week, you know, I, I was privileged to be around the team as they had that day of service that you you mentioned earlier. Uh, they went to Claiborne Temple, you know, the historical Claiborne Temple. Uh, the players went there. Uh, they asked questions, Desmond Bain and, and, and Taylor Jenkins. The team was pretty much engaged, asking questions about the history, you know, of Claiborne Temple. They've been to the Civil Rights Museum in the past. They've been, you know, to Lorraine Motel. They've been to all these places. And uh, the, the person that you was referencing earlier is I wrote about Jaron Jackson Jr. And uh, you can go check out the full story in the commercial appeal, you know, about uh, – Jaron Jackson Jr. And the story kind of highlights uh, one area in particular that he embodies, you know, uh, that Dr. Martin Luther King really, uh, you know, just was very uh, strong in, about in his drive, you know, uh, towards all the things that that he uh, wanted to do, you know, for, for Black Americans, for America as a whole, and just in terms of equality and justice. And that was service. Martin Luther King was very stern on service. And you mentioned the Grizzlies Day of Service. And uh, one of the things that he said in the past about service is I got the quote in front of me, so I'm going to read it. And Dr. Martin Luther King uh, said that you don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have 
to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. was the player that I highlighted and I wrote about. Again, you can go check out the full story, but in part because uh, Jaron has a, a long history, you know, whip serving. And if you've, you know, been around the Grizzlies somewhere, you've seen, you know, Jaron be nominated by the NBA for Community Cares Awards, be nominated by the NBA for Social Justice Awards, uh, write stories, you know, in the Players' Tribune, you know, about, you know, his commitment to helping uh, women's sports grow. Like, this is nothing new to Jaron Jackson Jr. and what he's meant to the Grizzlies, what, what he kind of stands for. Uh, I talked to his mother in the story, and she kind of gives you a little bit more detail as into how Jaron, you know, from the way he was raised to what he was raised around, uh, how, you know, all of that played a role into the idea that this young man has, uh, you know, really embraced the idea of serving. And it, it's something that comes natural to him. And I mentioned it in the story, but like I talked to, you know, the Boys and Girls Club people here. I talked to Girls Inc., you know, uh, counselors and ambassadors and things like that. And everyone, always has remarkable things to say about Jaron Jackson Jr. in particular with the Grizzlies. Uh, so just wanted to highlight that as well. But yeah, MLK Day is a whole huge thing in Memphis. A lot of big events planned, Joe. Lots of big events planned. You mentioned the symposium. Uh, that is going to be hosted there in Memphis before the game. Uh, the folks that are getting honored this year, it, it's in conjunction with the, uh, the National Civil Rights Museum, which of course is at the site of the former Lorraine Motel where uh, – yeah where Dr. King was assassinated. Uh, they're going to be honoring Alex English, Calvin Hill, Renee Montgomery, Ozzie Smith. Those are going to be the four folks at that Sports Legacy Awards Symposium, speaking about their experiences in sports, in life, in service. Uh, obviously, the question of race and where it stands in 2024 will be discussed. And, you know, the, the day of service and the day of education. You know, I'm a teacher in my day job, and, and I talk yeah. a lot uh, about that idea of education. And, you know, the I have a dream speech is a lot of fun, right? And you want to hear that. And, and th those are important things that he says. That's inspirational. Uh, but I always tell people to go read the letter from Birmingham Jail if that's you really want to know the, the story of Dr. King and his perspective on race and where the country was in terms of economics and all those sorts of things. This obviously isn't a political podcast and we don't have to go there. My point is educate yourself on the full vision of what that dream is, mm -hmm. right? And, and the, how we're still very much pursuing it here in America to this day. And there's a, been a lot of ground that's been gained and there's still a lot of ground to gain in the United States. But, uh, you know, I'm hard on Adam Silver. You know, I, I, I trash him a decent amount here on Locked on Grizzlies. And it's, it's me, not to Michael Cole. Want to make sure we make that clear. Um, this is one of the things the NBA does best. They really do in terms of how they handle Martin Luther King Day, the importance of the day. You know, it really came to a, a real head and a real brightening point after the murder of George Floyd in 2020. Again, such a terrible event. And, and the silver lining in the dark cloud has been continuing the significance of these types of conversations and these types of events. Uh, so kudos to the NBA for that. Kudos to the Grizzlies. I always try to give them a shout out on this day, you know, whether it was me running a blog, a Grizzly Bear Blues back in the day, or whether it's now, you know, they really do a phenomenal job from the symposium, the day of service that you mentioned to Michael. And kudos to Jaron Jackson Jr., you know, he gets a lot of criticism on social media in grizzly spaces and circles and things like that. Uh, he, he's the best of this franchise. You know, he might have flaws, but we all do. And in terms of wanting someone to represent your organization like Mike Conley before him, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. is exactly what you want 
in terms of somebody who's a steward of a franchise that, you know, DeMichael and I cover so many of us are so passionate about. So again, shout out to Jaron, read that piece over the commercial appeal. If you haven't already. And as you watch the games, as you enjoy your day off, if you have it, remember why you have it It is uh, what I'll leave you with on this uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. This episode of Locked On Grizzlies brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more, not just with Locked On Grizzlies, but with FanDuel. The playoffs are in full swing in the NFL. It's time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. Live same-game parlays, bets with the new Explore tab, parlays in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays. There is so much more that I can't even say here. You need to go check it out for yourself. Go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. When we come back here on Locked on Grizzlies, we will preview the game itself. Grizzlies Warriors, uh, Draymond Green, excuse me, projected to make his return potentially for the Warriors in this contest. We'll talk about that and more. Stick with us. Welcome back to Locked On Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax, joined by my co-host, Michael Cole, of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. We've been talking uh, the difficulties of the Grizzlies season this yeah. past weekend. The, uh, you know, Desmond Bain getting injured, a couple of tough losses, competitive losses. I do think that's important to point out. Certainly mm-hmm. no laying down from this Grizzlies team, but at some point the odds just kind of stack up against you. Yeah, and exactly. that's going to probably be true today as well. Um DeMichael, I, I'm curious going into this contest, what you're looking for basketball wise. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr., who we mentioned earlier, a wonderful representation of the organization, both on and off the floor. Questionable for this game. I would imagine he's going to give it his best go to try to go out there for a lot yeah. of the reasons we just talked about uh, earlier in the program. Uh, Santi Aldama, also questionable. Desmond Bain is out. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, likely out, out for the foreseeable future. Uh, what are some keys of yours going into this game, assuming Draymond Green plays, national stage, yeah. likely he makes his return. Obviously, Steph Curry still the best shooter on the planet. What do the Grizzlies do going into this game? Put aside that it's on national television. You know, mm-hmm. We just gave you know the, the fact that it's Dr. King Day, it's due. Uh, obviously, there's a basketball game to be played. What do the Grizzlies have to do to keep it close going into the fourth quarter and give themselves a shot to win? Well, let's start with the obvious here, and that's uh, the health of Jaron Jackson Jr. And and let's project that he he plays uh, in this game. If Jaron Jackson Jr. is active and playing, uh, this game has to run through him. He has to be effective, and not only effective as a scorer. If you watched Jaron in his last game played against the Clippers, I believe it was uh, six of twenty shooting from the field, and you know it was kind of bad. It was bad. And after the game, you didn't have to tell him that. You know, I think he he. He took accountability from himself. And, again, we talked about how the Grizzlies have been playing uh, hard in these games because in that Clippers game going into the fourth quarter, the Grizzlies looked pretty cooked. And when Jaron went out of the game is actually when that that youthful group, you know, featuring Roddy and Zaire and all those guys made a run. And Jaron took notice of that. He basically said that, uh, yeah, today I was just jacking shots. And – you know, I have to be better. He basically said the ball moved better when I left the game, and that's when we made our run. So now he has that in his consciousness. But at the same time, you want him to remain aggressive because anything between these two things, if we notice that the Grizzlies have in their favor, 
the Warriors haven't been able to really stop Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, Nobody can last, defend them. No. And in that playoff series from a couple years ago, uh, the Warriors struggled against Jaron in particular. You know, as certain guys, you know, as Ja went down and things like that, they were able to scheme a little bit better. But if you remember, I mean, Draymond started off guarding them, then they put Looney on them, and then, like, it was all schemed. I think Draymond himself said it. You go listen back to his podcast from that series. He said, we can't stop Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, they still won't be able to stop Jaron when he's at his best. He just has to be patient. Uh, he has to know that, hey, I might only take two shots this quarter, but I can still be as effective as as the eight shots I take in the next quarter. Jaron is the key. I think defensively the Grizzlies have a really good chance to be sound. Uh, you know, you talk about, you know, Vince Williams Jr., uh, his ability to guard some of the best scorers. I'm sure he's going to be matched up against Curry. That's going to be fun to watch, right? Uh, Grizzlies are probably going to struggle to score. But if you keep the Warriors, you know, at bay, you know, no pun intended, keep them at bay for a while. And uh, I, I think this game is very competitive going to the fourth quarter. You know what I love to talk about with Jaron Jackson Jr. these days, and it has nothing to do with his rebounding. So if you're here to hear me yell at you, Jaron Jackson Jr. rebounding, I'm not going to. I'm a big team round rebounding guy. I think that they need to lean into that and let Jaron be his best self, which is yeah. a big guy who has some guard perimeter skills, right? Because yeah. he does. He's one of the leading isolation scorers in the NBA to this day, this season at least. Here's what I want to see him do better, because let's assume he plays, Right. No Desmond Bain, no John Morant. They are going to scheme around Jaron Jackson Jr., even if it's the bare minimum of he's driving, double-team him, right? But if he's being doubled to Michael, that means somebody's open. And Jaron has to continue to show his growth as a passer out of those double teams. If Jaron Jackson Jr. posts six, seven, eight assists in this game, the Grizzlies can win. If Jaron Jackson Jr. has one or two assists, they're going to lose. And for me, it's that simple because at this stage, assuming Bain is out of uh, a, a long stretch, as you kind of hinted at, uh, not putting words in your mouth, but when you're on crutches and on a boot, you ain't playing for at least the next couple of games. Yeah. So teams are going to look at Jaron Jackson Jr. and say, there's their one star. Don't let him score. The numbers still say he's not consistent with that assist creation. If he can commit to that. This Grizzlies team is going to have a chance not just to win on Monday, but to be in every single game they play without Bain and Jaw because Jaron is going to attract that much attention. The key is going to be, and this is a point of growth for Jaron, can he identify that, understand where the open shooter or slasher is, and deliver them the basketball? I don't need him to be a point guard. I just right. need him to see the two guys are on him and he's got to find the open man. Yeah, they're going to have to knock down shots, too. Because mm -hmm, that's true. When, yeah. When the ball gets swung to you, you know, Vince Williams, you got to be ready to shoot. Uh, Jake LaRavia, we, we haven't mentioned him, but he's out as well right. you know, you know, from the ankle injury. So uh, you're, you're limited in terms of, of the players who are available. If you, I believe if Santi and Jaron both play, that gets you to 10. Uh, mm -hmm. If both are out, you're, you're going into this game with eight guys. And if, if one plays, you know, that, that makes nine. So – there are limited bodies, you know, available for the Grizzlies here. At the end of the day, you're going to need David Roddy to knock down some shots. You're going to need Zaire Williams to knock down some shots. You're going to need Jacob Gilliard to knock down some shots because these are your only options. It's yeah. going to look like the Summer League Grizzlies of the past couple years. It's going to look like the Memphis Hustle from last season, and it's going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. because that includes the Damian Tillman. He was down with the Hustle, you know, for a stretch, you know, last season. And Luke Kennard, of course. Uh, you're going to definitely need him. 
uh, to, to free him, himself up a little bit. And that's kind of been one of the things that I've taken notice of. Uh, Joe. It's, it, Luke Kennard is making the shots that he's getting, but it's been a little bit harder for Luke to get those shots now that he's playing, you know, with guys who don't draw as much mm-hmm. attention as the Desmond Baines of the world, as the John Morant's of the world. And, I mean, that Clippers game, it really stood out because they were super physical with Luke, and he just couldn't get open that much. Uh, this last game, he knocked down a couple, you know, and he has to be creative. He has to find them in transition. He has to do some pump fakes, you know, a uh, little sidestep here. But he's not getting a lot of easy shots within the flow of the offense because teams know that's the one guy at the three-point line that we have to take away. So uh, you're going to need players to really put it together. You're going to need someone like Gigi Jackson, who scored 20 points in this last game. You're going to need someone like David Roddy, who had, what, I believe 17 points mm-hmm. you know, in that last game. Uh, guys are going to have to play well above their averages to give the Grizzlies a chance to win this game. Absolutely. DeMichael, this probably perfectly encapsulates the current state of the Memphis Grizzlies. Jaron Jackson Jr., obviously number one, clearly, offensive option. Who is their number two offensive option? And talk me out of it being Luke Kennard. Uh, I mean, that might be your he, – he's your number two from the standpoint of, I think, the decoy perspective. You When you draw up plays, uh, you can kind of create the gravity and things off of Luke Kennard. Sure. You know, if, you, if, you, if you draw up a play for him, he can get, get the attention of the defense. Look, as, as crazy – That's as less you, than ideal is my point. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm with you. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I'm not going to go on a long tangent here, but mm-hmm. I, I, I might just add this. The the number two option might be a guy who spent most of the season in the G League at this point. Yeah. I, it's I, not, I, that's also I, not ideal. That To your point. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, guys are just going to have to make shots, right? They're, they're going to have to, you're going to need, you know, some of that role players stepping up and, and, and Warriors players looking at guys like, who is this? Like, who is this? Because you're going to need that. You're going to need David Roddy. You're going to need Zaire Williams. You're going to need all these guys uh, to play well and pull this off. Absolutely. It's going to be a challenging day, but again, not as significant as the greater message of Dr. King Day. Uh, That's the biggest takeaway. Obviously, you want the Grizzlies to win, but the Memphis Grizzlies organization is going to win, and they already have won because of the work that they do in and around the city of Memphis around Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So, uh, obviously, the game is the main event but lots of other things going on in Memphis today and every day uh, that the Grizzlies help contribute to making the city and the area around it a better place. So keeping that perspective is important today as well. Uh, Thank you guys for checking out Locked On Grizzlies. Hopefully now you'll go over to Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Hopefully you'll take take a look at that. We make an appearance over there every once in a while to Michael. 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day. Local experts are locked on, plus our national shows that cover each and every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. Subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. The next time we're here, obviously, we'll be talking Grizzlies Warriors. A couple of days off coming up for the Grizzlies. Maybe some health updates. Maybe not. Uh, maybe we're looking at debating what to do with that likely lottery pick now that the Grizzlies will have. You know, the, the idea of trading it has already started to be floated. Feels a little early for that in January, but, you know, uh, maybe we do start thinking about those things with the injury list that the Grizzlies have. Uh, there's going to be lots of room for conversation over the next couple of days to Michael to kind of let the the new reality of this season sink in for Grizzlies fans. Yeah, uh, and we'll see how it plays out. You know, uh, I think this is a good time to, to watch these younger players develop if you're one of those mm-hmm. people who's into that type of thing. 
But other than that, uh, this is a this is becoming a big picture, you know, type of season in terms of uh, you you really want to you know kind of steal as a fan. You want to enjoy the moment. Uh, there are going to be highs like Gigi Jackson last game. I think was was a strong point, you know, as a Grizzlies fan. But going forward, uh, you got to kind of peek into 2024, 2025 a little bit because that's going to be a big season for Memphis going forward. Bookmark Tankathon, right? It's probably just time to start bookmarking tankathon.com and uh, starting to pay attention to draft breakdowns, watching a little more college basketball, not just the Memphis Tigers. Uh, that, that's the reality of it. Hopefully the Grizzlies can prove us wrong on that. I would, I would love to be wrong on that particular reality. Uh, covering winning basketball is a lot more fun. But again, I've been doing this for a while. DeMichael follows the team as closely as anybody. We're still going to be here with you regardless, but it's probably going to get worse before it gets better in Memphis, Tennessee for these Grizzlies, at least in terms of winning and losing. I do think evaluation can be a positive focal point, and that starts and continues tonight against the Golden State Warriors. For DeMichael Cole, I'm Joe Molinax. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Check us out on YouTube as well. Like, comment, rate, review, subscribe. We're officially less than 100 subscribers away, DeMichael, on YouTube from 3,000. So spread the word, spread the love. Let folks know to subscribe on YouTube to Lockdown Grizzlies. DeMichael and I greatly appreciate it. We will be back with you tomorrow talking Grizzlies, Warriors, and then some. But until then, enjoy the day. Remember why so many of us have the day off. Kudos to Dr. King and the NBA and the Grizzlies for remembering the legacy and continuing the message of Dr. King today and every day. For DeMichael, I'm Joe. Stay locked in. We'll catch you next time here on Lockdown Grizzlies.